0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now.
1: Good morning, everybody. On this Wednesday, March 18th, this is Pastor Dan coming to you from Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I know there's a ton of stuff going on, and what we're facing right now in the world is really it's unprecedented, and... My 66 years, I've never seen anything like it, and this is a season we want to really encourage you, uh, love you, believe with you. Jesus is our only answer, and it is the only answer for a world out there that's shaking at this point. The Bible says that God will shake all that can be shaken until that which cannot be shaken remains, and that is Jesus Christ. I'm to use this time as an opportunity to point people in the right direction, to hope. We are supporting all the churches out there. We love you guys. We're for you, and we're all pulling together in the same direction because of the love of God. Now, all the stuff that's going on in the world today, it's a super connected world, and things can change quickly, and right now they're changing overnight. Understandably, with the situation with the Brevard uh, public school system canceling all events uh, for a while— Uh, which included, of course, our Vieira campus meeting in the Vieira High School. President Trump has recommended uh, gatherings to be kept at 10 and under for uh, the next 15 days, and the CDC has recommended 50 uh, or less. We felt it wise to honor our leaders by changing the way we do church for a couple of weeks. We'll still be doing church, but we're going to be doing it differently for the next two weeks. We will adjust as time and the situation changes. Let me see. there's so much I could talk about right now, but uh, first of all, normally we hate canceling church. But when you log in or log on, you'll see that we aren't canceling church or the Holy Spirit. We couldn't do that anyway. We will not be doing church in any of our physical locations and any of our Brevard County locations that is, but we will be doing church. It's just going to be different. So we're going to be doing special online church event that you won't want to miss. We believe that God turns what the enemy means for evil to good. So East Coast will be hosting a special worship experience. And uh, we're not a church that shrinks back. Indeed, we are initiating our greatest outreach ever. This is what we need you to consider. We think it would be great for you to set aside time on Saturday night or Sunday morning to do church just like you normally would. The routines and and some of the things we do are important, and we believe this is an important time to not just do it anytime, but to do it when you normally would. Of course, you could go back anytime and do it, but what we think is best is set aside a time like you normally would, Saturday night, Sunday morning, to do church. I need the corporate presence of God in my life. We all do. You do. We know many of you will be watching with your children And we will have them in mind as we are crafting our services. So the length and times will take your whole family into consideration. So don't just sit at home and watch the news. We want you to go to our webpage or our app this weekend. You can get our app if you don't have it now by going to the App Store or Google Play and downloading it. East Coast app. We want you to do that so we can worship together. We're gonna worship and have these times available for you. 530 at SAT on Saturday evening. Also, you could still tune tune in on WMIE 91.5 FM as a radio broadcast at that time as well. But then on Sunday morning, we're going to have the service available because we have four different campuses and all different times. We're just going to do it 8 a.m., 9 a.m. 10 a.m. 11 a.m. and 12 noon on Sunday. We'll be broadcasting the service, and we know you can find one for your family to plug in. And if we're going to do online church, why don't we just invite the whole stinking world to do it with us? Many of us can, will, and should share that you're going to do church at a certain time with the East Coast Christian Center feed. So share those times and ways your friends can tune in. Then on Sunday afternoon repost it on social media, put it on your Facebook feed. We're living in an anxious world right now and they need the hope of the gospel now more than than ever before in their lives. What if we had 10 or 20,000 people attend East Coast Christian Center virtually this weekend? I believe this is not only totally reasonable, it is something I believe that we should believe for and that God wants to do. We believe God wants to do something big. Also, stay in the loop, because our plans may change in the next week due to the ever-changing world we're living in right now. But we know we serve a changeless God. I am God, I change not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We do have plans for online church services in the future, only, though, for as long as we have to. Truth be told, we don't know how long this will last. In the meantime, however, we're doing church online and in homes. Social distancing does not mean social isolation. We do life together no matter what. Here's some truth. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. I know that God has a plan for all of us to thrive amidst this difficulty. Even more, we believe that God causes all things to work together for good to those that love him. That's Romans eight twenty eight. Therefore, as a church, we will not shrink back in shining the light of the gospel. It might not be business as usual. However, with your help, we will shine his hope all the brighter in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? Changes are constant, so keep up to date by checking out our Facebook page. Also, we're going to kick off 21 days of Loving the One outreach to your neighbors. We'll have more information going forward. God bless you, and enjoy this broadcast with Pastor Brian and Pastor Mark.
0: Let's get in the Word of God today. We're in Nehemiah chapter 8. There are only 18 verses that I see in the New Living Translation here. It's a short one. Yeah, so let's break it up after, uh, I guess, after nine. Uh, you want to read the first nine? I could get you started. Okay, I, I
2: know why you're giving me the first nine.
0: Oh, I'll take the first no, nine. I'm teasing you. There. you. There's just a <laughs> ton of names,
2: and you had to read all the names yesterday. In I did, it was Nehemiah exciting. Seven. It was oh, yeah. exciting.
0: So I'm going to get you started,
2: Pastor Mark. i say unto you, read, sir. In the New King James. Now, all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the Watergate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday before the men and women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. So Ezra the scribe stood on a platform of wood, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him at his right hand stood Mattathiah. I think I said that right. Go with it. Mattathiah, there's a T there. Mattathiah, Shema, Ananiah, Urijah, Hilkiah, Maasai, Maasai, I'm giving a shot at these. And at his left hand, Pediah, Mishael, Malchija, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshuliam. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people, and when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. Then all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, Jeshua, Bani, Sherabiah, Jamin, Akub, Shebathai, Hodijah, Meesiah, Khalida, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan. Taliah and the Levites helped the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read distinctly from the book in the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law.
0: verse 10. And Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Levites too quieted the people telling them, hush, don't weep for this is a sacred day. So the people went away to eat and drink at a festive meal to share gifts of food and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's words and understood them. On October the 9th, the Family leaders of all the people, together with the priests and Levites, met with Ezra the scribe to go over the law in greater detail. As they studied the law, they discovered that the Lord had commanded, or they distor- yeah, they discovered that the Lord had commanded through Moses the Israelites should live in shelters during the festival to be held that month. He had said that a proclamation should be made throughout their towns and in Jerusalem, telling the people to go to the hills and to get branches from olive, wild olive, myrtle, palm, and other leafy trees. They were to use these branches to make shelters in which they would live during the festival as prescribed in the law. So the people went out and cut branches and used them to build shelters on the roofs of their houses, in their courtyards, and in the courtyards of God's temple, or in the squares just inside the water gate and the Ephraim gate. So everyone who had returned from captivity lived in these shelters during the festival. They were all filled with great joy. The Israelites had not celebrated like this since the days of Joshua, son of Nun. Ezra read from the book of the law of God on each of the seven days of the festival. Then on the eighth day, they held a solemn assembly, as was required by law. Amen. Amen. So pretty uh, pretty uh, incredible, I don't know, a pretty interesting chapter here. We, uh, we see, you know, having just, you know, in the previous chapter, they, they'd gone through some of the process of like, you know, okay, we entered, we entered in and, you know, we got to, we got to count all the stuff and label all the stuff and kind of get, get things together. And then now we're going to, we're going to read the book of law. We're going to get back to like, what is important before God. We're going to get back to the, um, to the sacred and the holy and, um, you know, not, not to lose sight of that, but we, I don't know for me I I look at this and I go you know what this is an incredible time in history where you know people gathered together in the center of the court and center of the places and you know and read the word of God and they were they they honored the word of God we see here and in you know in as it was lifted up they're they're bowing their faces in worship as the word is such a holy and such an awesome thing and just the awe and the wonder that um that it really jumps out at me um personally I you know I grew up in a denominational setting where there was um there was a little bit more maybe awe and wonder about some of the things uh, some of them maybe even slight, maybe a little bit of mystery about you know the bigness of our God and the the holiness of the Word of God and things like that and um, you know sometimes I can miss that actually I think it it's it's pretty awesome to be able to have access to the Word of God and not feel like somebody has to read it to you or that only certain people could you know do certain things around the temple and all that sort of thing um, you know that some of that can get a little bit over the top but as a whole, it's awesome to honor the word of God. Like it's the word of God that, um, that changes lives. The word of God that is, um, if there's anything good in me, it's because the word of God has got into that area of my life, you know? And I just, I was reminded today as I read the word this morning, I, I just, I just want, I want to have that reverence for the word of God, you know, and, um, to see people bowing down and worshiping that way. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, hey, don't weep, like, you know, don't, don't, don't mourn. It's, it's a day of celebration, you know, that the Word could be celebrated and the, the value of it in our lives could be celebrated. And so, um, I don't know, that, that stuck out to me. Anything you want to you share that way or I could keep going, but I want to kick it back over to you. Well, I want to kind of piggyback on that thought because it's
2: interesting why this was such a big deal and how they even got to where they were and why the Word of God was having such a major impact. It says in verse 17, it says, since the days of Joshua, uh, they had not done this. Yeah, it's a long time. And if you go back and you look at the Book of Joshua, it's I actually was I just kind of read through the Book of Joshua over the, since kind of the beginning of the year. I just wanted to read through it. I just got started back there and and like looking at the history of things and, and seeing that and seeing the incredible um, things that Joshua accomplished uh, under the under God's leadership. And then as soon as Joshua died. It says that the children of Israel, the very like, almost immediately as soon as he died, they started going and doing other things yeah. and going and following worship. And they didn't follow through with the things he told them to do. He said, "Look, we're supposed to kick everybody out, supposed mm-hmm. to clean house completely." They stopped doing that. They started intermarrying. They started getting. And so when they started doing that, they started getting connected to worshiping other gods. Yeah. And and so right away, um, they do a one eighty. And then here we are. Uh, you know, Nehemiah has got a destroyed city. He's trying to yeah. rebuild. Right. That's yeah. the end result result. Of taking the word of God for granted, yeah. which I think is kind of what you were talking about, is how we value the word of God. Because once they stopped exalting the word of God, um, there it, it started a domino effect and began to just wreak havoc on the generations to come. And no one would turn around and do it right. And this is where they ended up. And so I think when you look at the value of God's word, like you're talking about, Pastor Brian, how we value God's word is going to look. It's going to look a certain way in our lives. I think you there's there's the old saying that the the person who owns the bible that's fa- a bible that's fallen apart is usually owned by someone who's not yeah. um, and I, there's there's some truth to that and when you look at the time stamp on this and how long it's been since they honored the word of god properly and and now there, there's a result and i think that's why people were crying because they're going oh my gosh if we had just been doing this all along we wouldn't be in this situation where we're 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 you know nervous about our enemies we're having to rebuild a destroyed city that's in ruins um, and that's why they're having to say well look and I think that's another element of the Word of God is yes, the Word of God can bring you to your t- to tears. It can put you on your knees and and, and humble you. Uh, but really, it's the purpose is to give us hope and to give us a cause for celebration because we can look at the Word of God and say, "Look what God has done."
0: Yeah, it's good. You know, they're coming into a like you said, they're coming into a broken down city. You know, they 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 built the walls. They in the last chapter, they talked about, you know, making sure that we guard and we protect and all that. But now they're on the inside. And um, I just love that Nehemiah's heart was to go, let's get back to what works, you know, like, and maybe there's an area of, of your life or my life. And, you know, wherever you are today, listen to the show that, that you're going, man, it's falling apart a little bit. It's broken down somewhere over here. You know, that the the thing that is going to bring life, that's going to build again, is the word of God. Like, we just got to get back and we got to recognize that, you know what, maybe we've moved away a little bit. It doesn't mean that it's utter destruction and it's chaos and, you know, that it's just totally out of control, maybe in in any area of your life. But if there's an area of your life where you want to see growth, you want to see life, let's inject the word back there. You know, let's make sure that we're getting God's word on that and watch what happens. And, uh, And I do... I believe the word of God changes. It changes environments, it changes lives, it changes it changes everything. It is everything. It's the thing that upholds the universe. It's the word of God. Scripture says it upholds the universe it makes sense that it would work. It makes sense that it would build again. And, you know, we, we oftentimes just lose sight of, and it's not usually like a, a radical shift from like all into all out. Many times it's a, it's a deterioration. It's a, it's a little step in a direction. Yeah. It's a, it's a, what we would call a perversion, which is just a little one degree off, you know, and you get one degree off before you know it, you're, you know, you're down the road a little ways and you're a long way off, you mm-hmm. know, and it, we can always come home. That's the good news, and I think that's what you know could be celebrated today. Is that you know you can always come back home, and it, coming back home could look like just coming back to church at some point. And get, if that's the place where you can get the word, come back to church and get the word. If it's a radio show like this, man, come on back. And you go, you know what? Maybe I haven't been getting enough word in me. You know, this is a great. This program is built so it could do that. Like yeah. so, you can get the word of God in you on a regular basis, and you could study the word. You could see some things jump off the page at you, and. There's there's no condemnation in this. This is not like a hey you filthy you know raunchy thing you've been missing out. This is going. God always has beckoned us to come on back, come on, yeah. come on home. Like He sent His best. He sent Jesus to go and to bridge the gap so that we could have again like relationship. That although well, we were far off in our worst days, and our ugliest sin, and our worst of all worse. He sent his best. And so, again, maybe today could be that thing that if you would heed my voice, just come home, you know, like come back. And I had had an opportunity last week to spend some time with someone that I hadn't seen in, I don't know, it had been multiple years that that I had been in fellowship with, you know, they'd been a part of a local church with us and, you know, been serving God and honoring God. And, and I know a lot of stuff that's going on in this person's life and, you know, been a struggle and just watch some things. And it's hard sometimes as a, as a parent or as a pastor, as a father to look over out in the distance, you see somebody who's just going, come on, man, get the word. Let's go. The word will do it, you know, but to be able to reunite again and go, Hey, you know what? Let's talk about this again. Let's, let's, let's revisit this one more time. You know what? That's stirring up. And that's what we're supposed to do as believers is stir up the gift of God in one another. Like that's why we meet, together. That's why we do life together. That's why it's valuable to be part of a local church, be in a small group, be in settings where somebody can encourage you, and you could be submitted somewhere that the Word is the ultimate authority, you know, and um, we have a we have a curriculum that we use around here um, at East called at East Coast called Freedom Ministries, and uh, it, it, the curriculum is it's a small group, it's a ten to twelve week small group that culminates with a with an incredible retreat at the end of it. But one of the key points in this ten to twelve weeks of freedom is getting spiritual order in place in your life, you know, and we, you know, we're three part being, and, um, maybe you've heard some great teaching out there on being three part that we're, you know, we're body, soul, and spirit. And so our body screams at some things like I'm hungry and I like food, you know, I want to party and like eat. And like these guys are going, Hey, let's go have festive meals. And you know, that my body screams for food more than I like it to scream for food, but I like food. Right. Or my body screams for rest. My, my body tells me things. Right. And maybe it, Screams at you because it's hurting or it's broken or this or that. But that that screams on one side. The word of God, being the spirit man on the inside, it can can scream if you will let it, if you will listen. And most of the times, that scream is a whisper. It's not a this loud, bold, you know, whatever. And then in your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions is kind of where the wrestling, where the battles at. And something's gonna win. Either your spirit man's gonna win or your your flesh man's gonna win. Yeah. And getting that in order again happens by getting the word in you. And so um I don't know. I. Every, like I said at the start of this, every good thing in my life that I could celebrate is because the word got there. Because God's word and His best could get in there and go, "I'm different now." Because I, before I had Christ, before I had the word in that area, man, I, we could talk about parenting, we could talk about finances, we can talk about, you know, my career. We could talk about a lot of different things and. But when the word gets in there, it's better. It's, it's better every time.
2: Well, and it can change the whole nation. And you know, a lot oh, yeah. of times we see the example of it here. But what what I hear you saying, Pastor Brian, and what it's making me think of is, you know, it starts with one person. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we kind of get into this thing, especially when you when you you hear you know you got Christians and politics and and all of that going on. You're, well, if if people you know hadn't taken prayer out of schools, and you know the Bible says if people are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. We kind of we're all there's there's a tendency sometimes to point the finger, yeah. saying if if all of you people would follow. God, God. But that's not what Nehemiah did. Yeah. Uh, you had a nation of people who walked away from the Word of God, but then you had one guy who became attentive to it. Well, and he he began to press in, and he said, you know what's going to start with me? I'm the one who needs to press into the Word of God. I'm the one who needs to see what this thing says and go do it. I'm the one who needs to be obedient to what God's calling me to do. And it started with just one guy. And then what's the result? Uh, in, in chapter one, it says, now all the people gather together as one man. Well. See, because one guy picked up the mantle. One guy didn't, he didn't expect everybody else to do it. He didn't judge everybody else because they weren't doing it right. He just said, you know what? I'm going to follow God. I'm going to press into the kingdom of God. I'm going to do what the word says for me to do. And as a result, now uh, they've rebuilt the walls of the city. They're yeah. about to start rebuilding the city. And now as one man, a nation of people is gathered together to hear the word of God and have it impact an entire nation. It starts with one. Yeah. It starts with, it start like you said, Pastor Brian, it starts just with one person. Let's start listening to morning breath. When one person pressing in and reading a little bit more of their Bible every day and then every week. And the change that can happen inside of one person is what prompts things. God always does things that way. He reaches out to someone and he says, will you do this? And then if they'll say yes... Then that is going to start something that's going to have an impact generationally. It's going to have, have an impact throughout your neighborhood. It can change an entire nation just because one person is attentive. So don't don't look out at the at the landscape and say, you know what? If everybody else would get this right, just it's it's up to Mark. Yeah, it's up to Mark to start doing
0: it right. Good. I, I think the the reminder of you know it says in verse four it says Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform that had been made for um for this occasion. You know what? You've been made for an occasion. You've been placed in the center of a city. You've been placed in the center of a home. You've been placed in the center of your work environment. You you may not think you're in the center of it, but other times you know that you're in the center of it, right? When the spotlight's yeah. on and you got to make a decision, you feel the heat of being in the center of it. The truth is you are in the center of something somewhere. You're in the center of some sphere. And whatever that sphere is, just get on the platform that God's given you and You know, that could be as small or as large as you've made it or God's made it for you. Just use the influence that you have there and lead people there, you know? And like you're saying, it starts with one. It does. It starts with Brian. It starts with Mark. It starts with Nick. It starts with you put your name in there. But wherever you're set, just use that space. And you know what? Watch God grow your influence that way. Watch what happens when you just take your stand in your place. Now, that doesn't mean you start screaming everywhere you go that you know, you're know you in the center of the world and everyone's looking at you all the time. That's not what that's saying. I'm saying just use the influence. Be, be willing to say yes to God today to use the influence that he's given you. And if you only know one verse and you go, I don't know a lot. I don't have a lot to share. I don't have a lot to... You know what? Use what you do have. That's why we get in the word on a daily basis so that we have something fresh every day. We got fresh-cooked, you know, bread every day to give away, you know, and when that fresh-cooked— God's setting you up for opportunities today. You have opportunities that are going to be radical to get just to just inject a little bit of of the word of God into some circumstances. And it's not always, like I said, it's not all or nothing in a day. It's going to be just kind of a slow trudge. Hey, keep running the ball up the middle. If you're a football fan or you understand, you know what? You're going to get a three yard gain right up the middle and you just keep running it up the middle and keep doing that. And before long, you're going to break one. You're going to get to the ends and you go, wow, look at what happened. And then you're going to like be blown away. But you know what? You just got to be faithful to just continue and you go man I read my bible and nothing really changed. You know what? Read keep it doing again. it. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. You know like yeah. well something is changing you just don't see it yet. Yeah. And there's a great song out there right now in the in the Christian world that's saying, you know, even when you don't feel it he's moving. Even when you don't see it he's moving. Just get keep getting the word in and keep taking a dose of that thing. Keep getting it there and watch what God can do. He's the one that brings the increase. All we do is we plant the word of God in us. We water a little bit and God brings the increase. Let him do that. We're going to take a break and uh we'll get back after the break. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco.
1: Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853 or visit us online at iNeedAFenceNow.com take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ earn your associates bachelor's and master's degree Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45. With a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages, East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us.
0: Welcome back to the show. This is morning fresh. All right. So I wanted to just add in closing, I wanted to look at this verse in verse 10. It says, And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. I want to remind you today that it's okay. It's okay to celebrate. And I, I don't mean go out and do, you know, do sinful stuff in celebration. I, I'm saying celebrate what's good take note of what's good in your life and celebrate that. Celebrate an area where the Word of God has gotten in and be excited about that. You know what? Tell somebody about what God's been doing in your life. There's a part of us as um, as perfectionists or as people who want to do better and want to, uh, you know, want to kind of you want to see it all change and when it's yeah. not all changed yet you can be very critical of what's not done yet right let's actually celebrate what has been done and there's great stories in the bible of looking back and remembering what god's done i mean communion is a great example of that maybe you do that today maybe you take communion today break some bread you know have a little juice somewhere and celebrate what jesus did for you if nothing yeah. else can be celebrated today celebrate what jesus did on a cross through his body broken for you through his blood shed for you that gave you friendship that gave you insight into the mysteries of who he is. And he broke down the the, the barrier between you and him. Celebrate that today. Let's let's party a little bit today. Let's be excited about what God's done. And uh, we'll touch base with you again tomorrow. We love doing the Word of God with you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. See you, Mark. See you, guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian
2: Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend.